back and we proceed with drive time, please feel free to query or engage with us on 082-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. The Department of Home Affairs has signed an agreement with the United Nations High Commission for Refugees aimed at eliminating backlogs and delays in decisions. But the best question is, how will this help in solving the refugee crisis in the country? We now chat to Kate Pond. She's the UNHCR spokesperson for South Africa. And Afiz Mohamed, who is the spokesperson for Refugees Association here in Cape Town. Kate Pond and Afiz Mohamed, good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Fine, thank you. And uh, great to be speaking to you, both of you, on this uh, important day, Human Rights Day. And I uh, will be talking more, focusing more on the issue concerning uh, refugees and the uh, human rights. Maybe I should begin with you, Kate. Is this the final breakthrough in terms of, uh, you know, solving the crisis that a country is facing in terms of the, the, the refugee crisis in the, in, in the country? Uh, well, what, do you, what exactly do you mean by a refugee crisis in the country? I'm talking about the management, the process from the time people get into the country up to the point where they are issued with, uh, you know, permits or particulars, up that, that process. Well, what this, uh, what this agreement is, uh, is, is aimed at is to eliminate the backlog in the asylum appeal system. Now, um, there are 153,000 asylum seekers whose cases are currently stuck in the system. That means they're waiting for their claims to be heard. Some of them have been waiting for over a decade. Now, what's important here is the difference between a refugee and an asylum seeker. Now, uh, a refugee has substantial legal protections, almost on a par with citizens. They have full access to health care, education systems, and they can start businesses, become uh, employers and contributing members of South African society. Uh, now, asylum seekers don't have quite the same uh, protections and, um, and access. They also live, uh, they live in a much less secure state. So what this means is that their cases will be processed in the next four years. So they will have the status of refugee and then they can get on with uh, contributing to South Africa and, uh, and really integrating into the society. So that is the most important thing here, is the impact that it will have on the lives of this 153,000 people and also on the communities in which they live. I'm happy that you have given us a good understanding of what, what it means, actually, between a refugee and asylum seeker. But before I, we, we, we get much into details of this discussion, so let me just understand whether we have an other outstanding number of the refugees that are in South Africa, as opposed to asylum seekers. Well, there are in total uh, 266,694 refugees and asylum seekers in South Africa, and two-thirds of them are asylum seekers, so only one-third of them are, uh, have the full status of refugees. You can see the, uh, the, the magnitude of the issue there. Now, that, this is why the backlog project is so important, because it will help the Department of Home Affairs and the support of UNHCR to work through the backlog, get the cases processed within the four-year deadline.
Now, let's look into the issue of management, because I should believe that your office, which is the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, actually has the mandate to, you know, safeguard and, and look into the affairs of, uh, you know, people that are migrating to other countries and essentially becoming asylum seekers or refugees, uh, as, as it were. Now, in terms of managing, because we have seen that uh, the Department of Home Affairs in South Africa actually has been failing in terms of managing this process. Why do you think it has taken so long for, for UNHCR actually to come up with this system? Well, you see, there are, there are, there are five million uh, foreign nationals or thereabouts in South Africa. Only 267,000 are refugees and asylum seekers. And what a refugee or an asylum seeker is, it's somebody, they are somebody who has fled conflict and persecution in their own country. They've traveled terrible harrowing journeys and they've come to a country where they've claimed asylum which is their right uh, and the national authorities in their country of asylum they bear international obligations to protect them now the south african government takes these responsibilities very ser seriously but that doesn't mean that the system is perfect and uh, the asylum system here in south africa does need uh, upgrading which is why UNHCR has entered into this agreement with the Department of Home Affairs. Now, it's been four years in the making, so it's, uh, we've been working on it for quite some time. Um, and, uh, and we're very proud that it is, it is kicking off now. Okay, I, I want to bring in Afiz Mohammed. is the spokesperson for Refugees Association in Cape Town. I should believe, Kate, you are very much aware about what has been happening. I think this issue has been cropping up for the past uh, two years or so until we get in, we got into the, the lockdown and the, and the crisis with uh, COVID. But let me just ask uh, Hafiz whether he is aware about uh, this agreement and, and their response to, 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 to this situation. Hello, good day, sir. Yes, Afiz. Are, are you aware about uh, this uh, new project or new agreement between the Department of Home Affairs as well as the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, who you, you, you believe are the custodians of, of all the crises that we are talking about? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, we were about this uh, uh, agreement between the UNSCR and uh, Home Affairs. Uh, actually, uh, let me uh, tell you something about uh, what is the planning. Because these days, you can Check uh, everywhere in, in South Africa, they're beating uh, refugees, they're killing refugees. But even SCR, even Home Affairs, they don't even talk about those people. They, they, we, you know, sometimes we feel like uh, Home Affairs, uh, uh, even SCR, they're protecting only South, uh, South African government, not the refugees, not a human being. Because uh, according to the, uh, the uh, refugee crisis in South Africa, in Cape Town and Pretoria, uh, actually, you know, uh, Last year, when it was Corona period time, uh, like lockdown five, when it was beginning, they uh, bring uh, refugees from the church to the Belleville uh, Pen City uh, tent. They just throwing people like a like a dog. Even even Asia, even human uh, rights uh, in South Africa. Even if if you talk about the government. Because even City was uh, talk with, uh, with me one time, one of the directors City was talking with me one time. He was saying, I said, you know, we are not involved with your matter. So if you need uh, any help, we must talk with UNSCI, uh, we must talk with the uh, South African government. Even we don't want to talk with your matter also. <clears throat> we don't want to involve with your matters. You see, like this corona period, 
allebei in the world, if, you, uh, if I give you an example, allebei in the world, all the refugees, they're getting help. They're getting uh, support from the UNHCR, they're getting support from the, uh, the, uh, their government, but only South Africa. You see, one year, this, this is corona period time, we didn't get any support, even we didn't get a mask, we didn't get a, a sanitizer here in tent, we didn't get a food without food. You can imagine one year how people, this people are going to stand without food. They was bring us here, uh, they was uh, telling us like, uh, uh, because of a social distance, this corona period, you are going to die because if we take to the tent, then we're going to give you the social distance, we're going to give the medicine, uh, we're going to give the food. Even, even, even I see in one of the uh, news, Cape uh, Town, uh, one of the directors was talking that time that we're getting three times food, whatever. Actually, we didn't get nothing. We didn't get even single help from even even South African government. Even if, if we talk about the, the, the politician of South Africa, even uh, Minister of Home Affairs or South African government, Always they're talking bad about, about the foreigner and the refugees in South Africa. They're always talking about the illegal immigrants. We, sh- we should uh, kill those people. They must go away from South Africa. Even when it's politi- you can imagine when politician is talking something like that, uh, how is the citizen going to react? Every time when citizen going to react and protest and breaking the, the foreigner shop and uh, breaking the... The, the former property and the refugees, uh, they're killing every time because of those kind of xenophobia, each from the, from the government, from the politician. So after when the politician speak bad about the refugees and foreigners, they start breaking the uh, refugee shop, they start killing the... They, they know some of uh, people, they're killing by, uh, by, by the streets. Okay. They're gaining life. Afez, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. Let me let me get back to Kate first. Also, Kate, I, I should believe your offices here in South Africa is actually managing those offices that are in Botswana, Eswatini, Lesotho, Namibia, as well as the Indian Oceans across the the, the waters in Comoros and Madagascar. What are the things that you are doing in these countries that are unique, which South Africa is failing to do? Because we rarely hear about uh, you know these problems that we we have in South Africa in terms of the Department of Home Affairs managing the process of the, 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 the refugee uh, process. What are the things that are being done in those countries that the South African government is failing to do? Well, each of the nine countries has a very different and uh, quite specific uh, situation, like every country in the world, uh, and each needs to be treated on an individual basis. Uh, many of these, well, these other countries, they don't have anywhere near the same number of refugees. Um, uh, the closest is Namibia, which has about 5,000. Botswana has about 1,000. And uh, the remaining countries have uh, um, really just a few hundred. Um, now, South Africa has, um, it actually has some of the most welcoming legislation in the world to refugees. Uh, the 1998 Refugee Act is um, is is really quite uh, quite extraordinary and still is outstanding globally more than 20 years after it was uh, laid down into law um, but because there is there is there, there is uh, a significant number of refugees there are more, more than a quarter of a million and um, and as I said the system does need to be fixed so we are we are supporting the Department of Home Affairs with technical and financial support to uh, to try and work through these issues uh, it isn't a magic wand uh, 
but we're working as fast as we can and uh, we expect to eliminate the backlog within four years which was anticipated under the old system to take 68 uh, so it is it's a significant improvement now this process will take about uh, four years to manage it effectively in terms of uh, you know decisions uh, asylum decision backlog elimination project you've got about 153,300 numbers of cases to deal with now let me just bring you back to here in the western cape i'm sure you are very much aware of of the crisis that that is still here in the western cape where you know asylum seekers have been uh, put as, at, at a certain site where they, they have been staying and up to now they are still adamant that uh, the UNHCR should find them an alternative place and I could see that uh, in the neighboring countries you are talking about less numbers less than 1,000, 2,000 people in those particular countries do, do you think there will be an effort for the UNHCR to eventually you know, relocate the, the, the refugees and asylum seekers that are willingly want to relocate to the countries that they seem to be more receptive well, uh, uh, let's 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 uh, let's look at uh, durable solutions to displacement. Uh, when we talk about uh, being a refugee, is never meant to be a permanent thing. It is uh, it is a status that is granted for people while they need it, while conditions in their home countries are not conducive to return. So the the way that we address it is that there are three what we call durable solutions. There is uh, voluntary repatriation to people's home countries when it is safe and dignified uh, and, uh, and they can do so uh, by their own choice and go home sustainably. Or after that, there is integration in the local community, which is, which is what we advocate for very, very strongly in South Africa because there is such a, a positive uh, leg legislative basis. And the third option, uh, which is uh, sadly available to a tiny number of refugees uh, globally, is resettlement to a third country. Now, just to put it in context, there are 80 million forcibly displaced people in the world. 26 million of them are refugees. Now, last year, less than 1% were resettled to a third country. So it's a, a, a very rare option that is available to hardly anyone uh, again kate apart from the funding that you 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 offer to the department of home affairs in and all the host countries that you, that you have ac across the world now let's look at uh, the management of the of of the asylum seekers as well as the refugees that are in those countries do you think this this decision should be for the UNHCR office or the, the hosting country must manage this? Because I've seen in certain countries, the United Nations High Commission for Refugees actually manages the, the refugee process on behalf of the hosting countries. Well, the, the, the big thing that this hinges on is whether or not the country is, uh, in fact, a signatory to the refugee conventions, the 1951 Geneva Convention and the 1969 African Union Convention in the, uh, in the case of uh, countries on the continent of Africa. In the case of South Africa, it's a signatory to both. Uh, and when a country is a signatory, that country bears the international obligations to protect people seeking asylum. UNHCR will come in and step up and protect refugees and asylum seekers in countries where they are not signatories.
And let me get to you, Afez. Uh, I should believe you, 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 you have something also to, to mention to, to Kate, who is the spokesperson for the UNHCR. Uh, I know this is a very rare opportunity that uh, you get to, to engage with uh, the, the, the United Nations High Commission for Refugees. But in terms of the conditions there, where you are in, in Fort Ricard in, in, in Cape Town, is the group willing to reintegrate with uh, the, the, the rest of the community? Because on the other hand, uh, people are saying, well, other people are living freely in South Africa. There is no xenophobia. And, and your group insists that they, they can't be with, within the, they can't go back to the, to the, communities, to the communities because they are disliked by, by the locals. Are you still insisting that you will be there until UNSCR repatriates you to uh, more accepting countries? Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, once again, again. Actually, you know, I just want to talk uh, uh, 1951 Act, uh, what she was mentioning. You know, uh, we also know about the 1951 Act, uh, according to South Africa and the UNHCR agreement. But uh, remember that the, the South African government not following those, uh, those acts because they was forcing, because according to 1951 Act, you can not force to deport anybody from from your country. Uh, they're forcing to devote, like, uh, I think so, January, yeah. January, there was the deporting our 11 people from uh, f from us in, here in Belgium. According to the verification name, you know, they were arresting our leaders, they were arresting our people. They're forcing to sign on those papers to deport them back to their country. I just want to know from her, uh, which kind of law is that? Why they not talk about that? Because last time we have a meeting with uh, Leonard Zulu and Mishak here by 10 uh, in Belleville. I was giving them 56 people the list. The two in Postmon is one is our, our leader, Mr. J.P. Balus, from last year. Be his fault because he was uh, uh, stand for those people who cannot speak themselves. This is his fault. He's in jail from last year. They don't even talk about those things. Also, when it was verification in November, uh, early November, so they was arresting our 56 people. I was give them list, uh, 19 people release it, uh, 11 in Lindela, according to our information. 11 people is uh, they deporting, and 11, 11 people is shot. I was I was give them list. They didn't even react. They didn't even talk anything about those people. So I want to know how they saving the humanity. If you talk today, is the human right, right there. If you talk about the human rights, there is no human right in South Africa. If you talk for human rights, we will go to the jail. You see, they, they're forcing Alin. Alin Bukodo is a uh, founder of WCC, is a non-profit organization. So she was stand for those people. Now she's in jail. She in Lindela. They even South African court. I don't know how they, they, they're giving deportation order. Even, even sometimes I confuse myself. Now, Kate, before we we wrap up, with, are you able to respond to Afiz, Afiz's sentiments concerning uh, the deportation as well as the incarceration of uh, their leaders' leadership here in the Western Cape that have been taken into jail? I am indeed. I am indeed. And um, as, uh, as was mentioned, um, our representative in South Africa, Mr. Leonard Zulu, has uh, in fact visited uh, the sites on a number of occasions to explain uh, this situation. Um, now, 
What happened was back in October and November, the South African authorities did what's called a refugee status determination exercise, which is uh, it's an assessment, a reassessment of uh, people's asylum cases. As I was mentioning earlier, conditions in people's countries of origin, they do change. They are, you know, uh, situations can improve. They can worsen as well, but they can also improve. And in the case that uh, the conditions that caused people to flee in fear of their lives, uh, in, in the case that those conditions have improved to the point that people can return in safety and dignity, uh, then um, their, their cases will be reassessed. And if they are no longer in need of that international protection, um, then they will be subject to immigration measures uh, like any other foreign national at the, uh, the hands of the authorities. Okay, I think uh, now we'll be concluding with uh, this interview, but uh, we have just been talking to Kate Pond. She's the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, spokesperson here in South Africa, as well as Afiz Mohammed, spokesperson for Refugees Association in Cape Town. And uh, we were discussing about uh, the agreement that the, the UNHCR, as well as the Department of Home Affairs, has agreed with the South African government in terms of uh, easing the the backlog or the the the, the, the to eliminate the, the the backlogs of the more than 153,000 people that are still stuck on that uh, asylum process. Kate and Afiz, thank you very much for speaking to us. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you very much. Drive time 91.3 always on the cutting edge. If you